Hey, I'm Dwan Hill, and you're listening to my new podcast, Hey Wise Guys, ideas for creatives about what matters most. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so grateful that you're checking out these episodes here on my new podcast, and I can't tell you how grateful I am for you to be hanging out with me again today on episode number four of season one. This whole season is about choosing your adventure, and it's about decision-making and how we as creatives can get better and more effective in our decisions. And today's episode is kind of a continuation of episode one about the best decision I've ever made. And I want to knock down some myths about that decision and kind of get into the middle and the meat of what it looks like to make such a big decision. I hope you hang out with me until the end because I'm going to present and introduce one of my favorite singers and her music is really doing some great things around the world. And I'll also do another great giveaway. So stay tuned and let's jump in. In episode one, we talked about the biggest decision I've ever made, and I told a story about how I came to decide to follow Jesus and to be a Christian, and some of you may have been really excited to hear that story, and some of you may have felt a little awkward. Um, I don't want to assume that everyone who listens to this podcast agrees with everything I may share here, even if you are a Christian. I'm okay with conversation and hearing what other people think about their faith. But I wanted to talk more about my decision to be a Christian because it really is something that is at the bedrock of who I am and I believe is the main reason I've been able to have a successful life, a successful family, a successful ministry, um, and to be able to do many things that I've been blessed to do. I remember a conversation I had with a really close friend of mine, and if you have strong opinions about anything, sometimes your closest friends are the easiest or the hardest ones to talk to about those beliefs. And in this particular case, I had a really difficult conversation with a close friend of mine about our faith. I remember the day that I decided to follow Jesus, and that day changed my life forever. I was around people at that time who shared my faith in many ways, and it wasn't until I got to college that I had to face some of those fundamental beliefs as a Christian and compare them to the beliefs and the ideals and the perspectives of other people around me, specifically people who were my close friends. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple years ago about our faith and about Jesus specifically. And it started out pretty well, as most conversations do. Um, It started off cordial. It started off with understanding. And I was simply trying to explain why I believed Jesus was so amazing. And he fundamentally did not categorize himself as a Christian. And the more questions I asked the more I realized his openness and tolerance to many different types of faith. And that's kind of the state of the age. That's kind of where we are today, where tolerance 
and openness and acceptance is celebrated as a high moral. It's celebrated as something to attain. The more open you are, the more liberal you are in your thinking, the more deconstruction you do of your fundamental beliefs, the more advanced you are. And I don't necessarily disagree with all of those statements. And what I discovered was the more specific I got in talking about Jesus, the more liberal he got in talking about so many other ways to believe. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not using the word liberal to describe a political party or even a moral aptitude. What I am using the word liberal to describe is the tendency to accept any belief as being equal to another. And even as I say that, I'm uncomfortable because because I don't like prioritizing one faith over another personally. But the more I subscribe to Jesus and his teaching, the more difficult it is for me to prioritize any other path. So as I continued to talk to my friend, he would ask me questions like, why do you believe what you do? And why is it so important that you believe? And why is it so important that you want me to believe what you do? And to be honest, those questions messed with me for a little while. In church and around my other Christian friends, I can easily describe what I believe in and detail why I believe in those things and even dialogue about why everyone should have similar beliefs. But when I was faced with another creative, another amazing musician, another intelligent man, I was confronted with the truth that my faith had to be something that was deeper than a conversation, a dialogue, or a disagreement. It had to be settled in my life as something that I could stand on, no matter what anyone else said or thought. And you may be thinking like my friend, why is it so important to be a Christian? And that's what I want to explain today and I want to explore today by highlighting three myths that I think are circulating in our culture that are trying to portray Christianity as something equal or even less than other beliefs. So let's jump in. Myth number one, I am a Christian only because my friends and family are Christians. And that's pretty common, especially in teenage and college years for a young woman or a young man to defend their faith based on what they've been taught, what has been passed on and passed down from their parents or grandparents or role models or family and friends. And that's great. In fact, most of the faiths of the world, most of the major religions highlight the importance of generational faith, meaning you want your kids and your children and their kids and their children to continue in the faith that you have. I want that for my kids. However, I do not want my kids to believe in Jesus only because I believe in him. I can't believe in Jesus only because my parents, my grandparents, my family, my friends, 
or my pastors believe in Jesus. I must choose to believe, sometimes in spite of my family and friends. In fact, there are probably a great number of Christians around the world who are actually being persecuted by their closest family members and friends because of their faith. Here in America, we have a very privileged situation where we can worship, we can proclaim our faith, we can talk openly about our faith without the fear of physical harm for the most part. But that is not true for many, many millions of people around the world who have been disowned by their family and disowned by their friends because of what they believe. So it is a myth that Christianity is only centered in the popularity among family and friends. Many people, despite the persecution and despite the lack of popularity, have chosen to follow Jesus for a deeper reason. Let's go to myth number two. I am a Christian because I've been brainwashed by the Bible. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people who look at Christianity as being a cult for people who are brainwashed, people who don't have intelligence, people who don't know how to rationalize facts and experiences, people who are kind of stuck in the clouds, people who are simply being strung along without thinking. And I can't speak for everybody, but let me clearly say, I am not brainwashed. (laughs) And specifically, I am not brainwashed because I believe in the Bible. On the contrary, there are so many reasons why the Bible is in fact a dominant historical book to be trusted and studied for the rest of my life. And here's why. I mean, here's just a few reasons. The Holy Scriptures, the Bible that has been passed down from generation to generation, is still, to this day, the most documented and corroborated literary work in history. More so than many of the famous books we study in school. Not only that, it contains accurate, specific prophecies that span thousands of years, including foretelling the rise and fall of many great nations like Babylon and Persia, Things we now see in history books was at one time a prophecy uttered by a man inspired by God, which is what I believe Holy Scriptures to be. They are the words of God heard and communicated by men and women of God who had access to divine truths and principles and stories that are not only helpful for me and my life, but, but necessary to grow and develop as a Christian. Scripture also chronicles the life of some of the most influential people in history, specifically Jewish history, including Moses and Abraham and David. Archaeologists and scholars are constantly finding more and more proof and evidence that what has been documented in the Bible is trustworthy. Now, of course, there are discrepancies between translations and there are issues between one scribe writing one thing and another scribe writing another. But the overall truth and the overall value of scripture 
far outweighs any minute details to the contrary. But I want to simply say, there is no way that a person searching for truth cannot seriously take the scriptures into account. I just challenge you to let the inspired words of God touch your heart and touch your mind in a new way and see where that leads you. Okay, myth number three. I am a Christian because of the benefits and miracles and good feelings that it offers. I mean, this is a a real thought for a lot of people, you know. Um, They follow Jesus, they join a church because they think that following him and being around the Christian faith will guarantee a life of ease and pleasure. And people who are not Christians think that those who do decide to follow Jesus are only signing up for the benefit package. I can avoid sickness and disease. I can avoid any trouble of any kind if I simply sign on the dotted line. And while I do follow Jesus in hopes that many of the benefits that he offers will be applied to my life, and actually I hope that all of them are applied, that's not the main reason that I follow him. In fact, since deciding to follow Jesus, I have still been sick. I have still experienced heartbreak. I have still faced hard, hard challenges. And I think that's important for a Christian to say, especially to people who are having trouble believing in Jesus. Sometimes I still sometimes have a hard time being creative. Sometimes I'm not motivated. Sometimes I'm not inspired. Sometimes I don't feel like I have a purpose here. There are some days that I wonder why I'm even doing this podcast. And those, and those thoughts and feelings happen not because I'm a Christian, but because I'm a human. And my humanity, although I believe is being redeemed and sanctified and transformed into the image of Christ, I'm not fully there yet. But my faith in the Spirit of God and the work of Jesus says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil. That Jesus, the shepherd, will prepare a table before me even in the presence of my great enemies. That is the heart of a Christian. Even though I face writer's block and the lack of inspiration or a, or a broken heart, or a lost loved one. Because of my relationship with Jesus, I still have hope. So we've gone through three very quick myths about what it means to be a Christian. And so I want to quickly give you the reason why I am a Christian. Here's the truth. I choose Jesus because Jesus chose me. And that's not a (laughs) cop-out. That's actually a real reason. And even though that might sound really simple, it is a deep revelation in my heart. I choose Jesus because Jesus chose me. Let me make this very clear. I am not a Christian because I decided to be one first. I am a Christian today because Jesus chose me. 
What an honor. What a privilege. What a blessing it is for a powerful, almighty, loving, merciful, yet just God to choose me to be in his family and to be in his kingdom. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be chosen. In scripture, the apostle John quotes Jesus as saying, No one can come to me, Jesus says, unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Wow, that's powerful. I can't even decide to come to Jesus. I can't choose him unless I am first chosen by him to be in his family. I'm so grateful that Jesus chose me, but that doesn't automatically mean that I choose him. And the truth is, I believe everyone has the gift of free will and has the option of coming to Jesus or not. The choice really is yours. Even though Jesus has done everything in his power, literally everything in his power, to choose me and to bring me into his family, I can't experience any of the benefits of his love. I can't experience the full benefits of his love unless I also choose him. And here's the stumbling block that I have faced and a lot of my friends have faced. They'll say, there are just too many questions for me to choose him. There's too many unknowns. What about those who are starving in Africa is a common reason. What about the trials that we face in our country, the political turmoil from people who say they are Christians? What about the natural disasters that God doesn't stop from killing so many people? What about my own life? How come God doesn't eradicate the problems and the issues in my own life? And I think those are all valid questions. Those are not questions that we should shrink away from. But I do believe they are questions that actually can push us into choosing Jesus. And here's why. Christianity is not blind faith, as many people might think. It's actually a hopeful leap with open eyes and an open heart. Let me say that again. Christianity is not based on blind faith. It's a hopeful leap with open eyes and an open heart. When it really comes down to it, Christianity is a choice. And I had to decide that I wanted to be a Christian. After I believed that Jesus had done so much to bring me into his family, I decided that I wanted to be in his family. And this is why I'm talking about this in this episode, because I sense that there are a lot of creatives who want to dive into the Christian faith or maybe even return to the Christian faith. But you're nervous about that leap of faith, about that large gap in your mind between what you see and experience and what the Christian faith offers. Maybe you think it's too large of a leap. Maybe you're nervous about leaving what you know is comfortable and familiar for what is a risk and uncertain. But let me encourage you, that is the essence of faith. 
And whether you believe it or know it or not, you're already living by faith right now. Think about it this way. The atheist who declares that God does not exist is making a faith-based statement. How do I know that? Because the atheist has no irrefutable proof that God does not exist. He or she has just chosen, based on their experience or the information that they have subscribed to, to believe that God does not exist. In the same way that a Christian has chosen to believe and subscribe to evidence that Jesus is who he says he is as God and Savior of the world. And we'll explore this in future episodes, but, but I want to set the table for great decision making. We all have to make a choice and we will be held accountable for the choices that we make. And I don't want Christianity to be left out of the decision making process. In fact, I think it's one of the most important decisions a creative can make. Not because they understand everything, not because they have gathered all the information, not because they are brainwashed, not because their family is also making that decision, and not because their life is perfect, but because, and sometimes in spite of some information that they may have, they still choose to follow Jesus. And I want to present that as not only a plausible option, I want to present it as the best option. Following Jesus is going to require faith, but you can jump with your eyes wide open, with your arms wide open, with your heart wide open, believing that the one who controls the universe, the one who created you and knew you before you were born, is standing with his arms wide open, with his eyes directly on you, and with his heart pouring out with love for you, so that when you do jump, he'll catch you, he'll lift you up, he'll give you a peace that goes beyond all of your understanding and reasons and information and evidence, and you will discover, just like I have, that the best decision you could ever make is to follow Jesus. Can you believe it? to check out my dear friend Molly Moody. She is one of my favorite singers in the whole world. I had the privilege of going to school with her and since then I have been in awe of her voice and her character and her songwriting. She is a sweet woman of God who loves people, who loves God, and loves music. So I want you to check her out. Molly Moody, the song is called Crossroads. Jesus, the way and the truth and the life. Hey, I'm so glad we made it through another episode together. And uh, just for sticking around to the end, I have a special prize giveaway for those who share this podcast with someone 
on Instagram or Facebook. All you have to do is tag me and the people you are sharing it with, and I'll enter you into a giveaway that will give you the opportunity to win a free dinner for two. I've already had a couple winners, and uh, I'm looking for two more. So share this podcast with a friend or a few people. Tag me in that post along with this podcast and those friends, and I'll enter you into a contest to win a free dinner for two. Also, go to dwanhill.com. I'm actually releasing some brand new content at the top of October. So go to dwanhill.com to stay tuned. All right. Love you.